Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this main house production. Here on Merely Role Players, we improvise stories for your entertainment and our own, and we use role playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming, because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This episode is part of our current main house production, Vigil Quarry. To tell this story, we're playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat. So please take your seats in the main house. Tonight's production is about to begin. Vigil, a Merely Role Player's main house production. Quarry, Act 2 of 4. I'm Helen Stratton and I play Melody, the Constructed. She owns Sherry Downs Cafe Come Record Shop and knows how to handle a tough customer. She's got a heart of gold, which just so happens to be secondhand. Hi, I'm Chris Starkey and I play Cameron Jarvis, the Wrong. Cam's parents and sister were killed by ghouls when he was just 10 years old, while on a camping trip near Sherrydown. Ever since then, a Doom agent has been secretly training Cam to hunt and kill monsters. I'm Vicky and I play Renko the Flake. Renko is a Doom agent on furlough who was assigned to Sheridan and is now convinced something significant is happening in town. I'm Strat and I play Briar the Monstrous. Briar is a shape-shifting fey guardian of the Rosebriar Forest. They take their job very seriously, but can get a little distracted if there's mischief to be made. Standing in the doorway is Ernest Bering, an agent of the Department of Emissions. He's hurt and trying to hide it. I've got an assignment for you. It looks almost like a wedding invitation. It says, you are cordially invited to join the hunt. Keep Cameron Jarvis out of this. Cam saw a rider in dark red on a black horse carrying a bucket and the rider had no head. Something blurs past the door and Melody is drenched in blood. Something coats Briar. When Briar in dog form shakes, there is definitely a spray of droplets. You've splattered Cameron in it as well. It's not coming off. What is she? I um cafe owner. I'll have um I'll have slammed the door and flipped onto the closed sign and I'll probably just be walking yeah. through away. You can let me handle this one. Well, yeah, hearing <laughs> that, so I've disappeared upstairs or whatever. Yeah, okay. get yourself cleaned up, Melody, and take a sample if you can. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 was that? You said I mean, horse being my first instinct, but obviously maybe not. It's it's moving faster than we expected. It's connected to this. He points at the mm-hmm. invitation again. It's preparing for the hunt, marking quarry. Have we come across this being before? Like, I don't have any re- records from the agency. I have any of that access anymore. So the more you can tell me, the more likely I am to be successful. Roll plus charm. Oh, God. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you've given him a reason. Let's see whether, it's a, whether he th- thinks it's a good enough reason to tell you what you need okay, to Okay, well, it's plus one for me. Earn eight. Okay. All together. If I tell you, you have to promise that you're taking the case. Done, sir. 
he sits back down. What just passed by, we call the Outrider. It's the precursor to the hunt. It's said that when England's subjects cry out in their arts for relief, the hunt comes to scour the land of the things they would rather not see. This invitation means the hunt is mustering. And the outrider means that they're marking their quarry. With blood. It's what the hounds of the hunt smell. Once it's on you, they can track you wherever you go. Right, okay. Okay, well, I'm going to investigate this mystery, uh, but before I go and check on Melody, do you want to tell me how you've injured yourself on your left-hand side ribcage? I had a, I had a run-in with the hounds of the hunt. They don't want me investigating and potentially putting a stop to them. Renko knows this is not the whole truth. <laughs> <laughs> there is a reason that he is hiding why the Hounds of the Hunt have targeted yeah. and injured him specifically. Probably related to why he had the invitation. And there's blood on the invitation. There was probably blood on him. Yes, I'm not going to push on that right now, though. Okay. Well, I think you should get yourself patched up. There is somebody local that I can send you to for that. And uh, where are you going to stay in town? Or are you getting yourself out? I have to stay to see this through. Okay. How, how can I contact you if I need to update you on my progress? I'll give you a secure number. Okay. Dial from payphones and burner phones. Yep, done. All right, point me to this medic then. <laughs> Meanwhile, Melody upstairs, uh, what are you doing? Washing. Let's say she's not got as far as, like, in a bath or a shower. She's just working on her hands initially. So she's tried various detergents. And I'm not quite sure what's happening. Is any of it moving? Or is it? am I staying completely red? Or You seem to be able to get it out of your clothes. Right. But it's not washing off your skin. Okay. And it's not drying either. The back of your head is probably fine, yeah. <laughs> given given how you how you got hit. You know, leaning out the front door of the cafe. Yeah. So your face is pretty much covered. Yeah. Maybe one hand, like the hand that was holding that yeah. wasn't holding the door. You've been tangoed. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <are> you mate. <laughs> but yeah, uh, any that's on your skin, you scrub and scrub, and it's reddening the water and it's reddening the cloths and the sponges. Yeah but it is remaining still on your face once you stop and remaining wet. Um, I suppose she'll establish that and she'll start taking off what she's wearing and sort of torn between examining it more closely and putting things in the washing machine. Yeah, just shocked and on a bit of a go slow with trying to get herself cleaned up and establish what's happening once ernie's been packed off what does renko do i think i will pop upstairs to see if melody is okay especially now that i have some understanding of what the implications of what has happened means for her yeah are you okay um i'm very puzzled um and i would show you my hands and that the fabric is cleaner and then maybe i would like show you my using a soap and it not working yeah yeah it's not coming out it doesn't come off it seems to um wash out of um fabrics but no it's um my my skin is it it and it it, it's not drying it's it's horrible i'm just yeah um i really would like to try and take some and put it in like a little What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like a test vial. Tube. Like a vial. Like a, yeah, a test tube with a lid. <laughs> yep, you can Sample do that. pot. Yeah, yep, there's, there's nothing stopping you doing yep. that. It, like I say, it's still it's still wet, yeah. so it, it it will do that. And I've probably got like a swab, like a, just a swab that I can, because obviously I'm being very careful not to get it on myself, because I think I've made the connection between yeah. what this means for this supposed hunt that's going to occur at some unspecified time in the future. So I've taken that and put it in. I'm saying I'm going to see if I can get someone to analyse this for us. 
Um, in the meantime, yeah, if there's anything that we can try and figure out to get that off you, I think that would be a good idea. I'm, um, I, I want to get it off the, um, the front of the shop. I think that would be a good idea. I think it's really important no one else gets this blood on them. Okay. Um, I don't want to frighten you, but I think that there is a chance that you may be in danger as a result of having got the blood on you because it's a kind of marker. Oh God. Okay. Well, um, you need to, um, stay away then. Obviously, um, maybe I will just have to go and, um, yes, right. So I'll go and clean it off and, um, so I'll get changed and then I will go down and I will, um, put a big wig on and I will tell people that, um, there's been a bit of confusion over whether I wear real fur or not. And it was just a lively use and hopefully it will, um, anything that's down there will come off. Yeah. That's a really good, uh, a really good um, misdirect for the and public. Close the door in your face. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna find out how to a probably stop this hunt from occurring and b how to get the blood off you. I will be back. Hunt. Um. Yeah. More to come on that later. I will keep you updated. Um. Okay. I'm gonna take an additional pastry on my way out for sustenance. If that's okay. Um, sure. Add okay. it to my tab. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> As Renko is heading for the front door of Melodies to leave and embark on this investigation, the door opens as Cameron and Briar arrive. What forms Briar in? Briar is currently Black Cat. Black and Red Cat? Well, <laughs> Black Cat to hide the red. <laughs> sticky cat. Blood, sticky. Where, yeah, but yeah, looking yeah. wet. Um, paw prints everywhere. <laughs> a noticeably matted mm. black cat but the but the, like the fact that his blood is not as noticeable on a cat on a black cat yeah head down walks in through the wall goes up to the little cat bed that is kept next to the record player that does the shop sits down and just goes meow meow <laughs> waits meow <laughs> i don't walk through the wall oh right okay all right cameron I take off the motorcycle helmet. You see splatters of blood. Bloody hell! It's been a it's been a day or so. Is that your own blood or someone else's? Well, and I put down the helmet. I put out a chair. I sit down. There's a story to tell about this. I'll tell you that. Okay, one second. And I'm just gonna trot back upstairs and be like, Melody, we've got company. I think it would be worth you coming down to hear this. Meow. Ah. Okay, I'll come. I'm coming down. So uh, Cameron and Briar, you see Melody comes down the stairs and you see that her face and one hand are covered in what looks like fresh blood. Right. Horse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how can you just say, say that like that's the most obvious thing in the world? What do you mean, horse? Well, we had a weird encounter with a horsey thing. Horsey thing, I think, is the right way horsey of thinking thing. about this at the moment. Yeah. A surprising thing happened uh, just before Melody was attacked. Mm. A member of the agency came and essentially mm. has given me an assignment related to investigating the hunt, is what he referred to it as. And my understanding is that anyone who's been marked by the Outrider, which is the horse individual. Guy with a bucket full of blood. <laughs> I think you guessed correctly. Um, anyone that's been marked is going to be susceptible to being hunted by this supernatural hunt hmm. when it starts. I have a little bit of information. Basically, this agent um, received an invitation to join the hunt. I'm not sure what that really means, and I'm going to show everyone the the card, but I really want to go and take a look around at this location but my primary concern is we don't know when this hunt's going to get started and my guess is pretty soon and if all of you i'm looking over at briar the cat <laughs> have been marked then you are going to be prey as a part of this hunt and we need to make sure that we're keeping everybody safe the hair on the cat attempts to stand on end <laughs> but it's too wet and fails <laughs> it's who is this uh did you recognize the the agent? Uh, yeah, he's a big name in the agency, field agent type. So, yeah, I, he says they're giving me the assignment because it's something based in Sheridan and I'm an expert in Sheridan, so... And then he comes to Sheridan. Yeah. 
don't happen for a long time, but I guess this is some some agency big deal. Uh, and I'm hoping that this might also be, you know, a good case for getting some more agency support for some of the the we work that I'm attempting to do help. here. We don't, we don't need the help. Well, it's easy for you to say. You're not the one having to do all the paperwork. Okay, okay. Um, so what do we do? Scampi and I are covered in in this weird blood type stuff. Yeah, and by the looks of it, Cam's got a little on him as well. I think even a small amount oh might be enough. I've got red on me. He's got red on him. Matt. Oh. Renko saying the word hunt. Mm-hmm. The wild hunt and things mm-hmm. like that, very fey thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Can I roll to see if that rings any bells with Brian? It is certainly an avenue of investigation yeah. that you could pursue, yes. Investigate it, dude. If you want to roll investigate a mystery, just to rack Briar's brains. Mm, yeah, we will give it a see go. You might already know. Five, six, seven, that's an eight. Okay, Ooh. you get one question. Do you want to talk us through what it is well, that you're trying to work out and we'll see if there's a question? I mean, I feel like it's yeah. what sort of creature is it if you're trying to work out if it's got a fey mm. connection or not? I guess so. Right, do we we want to know, like, is it supernatural in a kind of magical way, or is it, like, ghosty? Yeah. Or another option. I I think that's probably... I was either going to that, or what could it do in the hope of finding out exactly what we're in for once the hunt starts. How does the threat manifest? But maybe what... I've got answers for either of those, so... I think we'll go with what creature it is, because that's a better starting point, I suppose. We can always, once we've got a name, we we can can do some more investigation. the, The library. Yeah, this is something that would probably be familiar to Briar. It is kind of a Fae thing, but it's kind of not like Briar's side of the Fae. Mm. The hunt is a Seely Fae thing. Mm. It is like the aristocratic elves and that kind of being that mm-hmm. don't dwell in this realm. Yeah. That can sort of stay out of it. They come to this realm every once in a while to have this hunt. And the legend around it is it's when England's subjects cry out in their hearts for relief. But Briar being connected to the Fae and knowing a little bit about the Seely side of things would probably be aware, like, that's basically an excuse. You know, they, they manufacture pretexts because they like, they like hunting. So it is run by, like, aristocratic elves and mm. that side of Fae society. But the riders of the hunt are not only fae, there are spirits, there are ghosts, there mm-hmm. are other kinds mm-hmm. of beings. It is a motley collection. Yeah. And humans can be invited too. And, and right? humans, yeah. Yeah, which is a thing we know. Yeah. So I'd like to ask Renko, did you say that you, you showed us the, the invite or did you just say you had an invite? Yeah, no, I showed it to you. So yeah. I'd like to just have a look at it <clears throat> and just um, notice a little patch of blood in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't the blood, is it? I, it might be. The person who gave it to me was injured as well, so it could be their own blood. Okay. Either way, I have a sample of the blood that was splashed on Melody, so it's my plan to see if I can get that analysed and see if we can find out anything more about its origin. Okay. How badly injured was the guy? Pretty badly injured. I've sent them to Percy for a patching up. Sure. Right. You guys uh, look up these Fey guys. I'm going to go and chat to our friend at Percy's. Now? I don't think that's a good idea. Why not? Um, I think it's probably better, like, agency person to agency person if I go and have that conversation with them. Why don't you go and check out the location on the invitation? I feel like if there's going to be some kind of action, then you're probably the best person to handle it. I'm trying to manipulate him, so do I need to roll? You can. You are perfectly within your rights to roll manipulate someone against another player. (laughs) Not great. So plus six. So, I have failed. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to take, this means I level up. Um, what I'm going to do what, is I'm going to bump is. my charm up by one. Okay. Because you know what? That would have been helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting in my way again? No, I just, you know, use the resources in the best possible places where you could use them. You worry about resource management. I'll go and chat to our friend. Okay, well... And then I literally just storm out the door. <laughs> I'm going to go after him. I don't uh, think it's sensible for them to have... Like, if they're having an interaction, I want to witness it. As I'm just about to leave and I see Renko's following, I just shout out to these two. Find out how I can kill these things. Yeah. And then I just walk out. Um, a, a fun thing is that both of these activities 
take place pretty close to each other because Percy is now the live-in caretaker at the ruined abbey. Correct. Right, yeah. And hmm. the invitation, the location on the invitation is the Abbey Links clubhouse, which is being built in the same general mm. vicinity <laughs> as those ruins. So everybody's going in the, roughly the same direction. <laughs> <laughs> Cam's uh, just determined to get there first. I don't, th- I don't think um, Cameron should be drawing attention to us by shouting things like that in the street. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, do you, neither do I. Do you do you is, do you think you can go after him? How? Oh, you're you're covered as well. The okay. cat pause oh my at, god! At the record player. Meow! <laughs> Give me my joy. Okay, right. You, if you really want some downtime, you can always change it to something that speaks, and we can have a nice conversation about it. Meow. Right, the cat fine. says, as if to say, this is all the communication I require. Play the damn music. Fine. Um, I'll put some vinyl going. I'm going for a lie down. And the cat purrs and curls up in its basket and it's like, good. And it's really passive aggressive because the way that she will get energy and heal is to listen to music. But she's going to choose to go and do it. Also. <laughs> <laughs> so you're both getting the same result here. Alright lovies, it's me, Matt, your compere. While the cast are getting ready for their next scene, why don't we take a quick look through the programme. First off, I want to tell you about Interactive Soup. This is an event in London this October that I have been helping organise along with another, a group of other volunteers It is a kind of community funding event for people in interactive performance, however you want to define that. Uh, As the event evolves, we might pin down a definition, but for now, if you feel like interactive performance applies to what you do, then this is for you. It's an example of a community soup Not a concept that I was aware of before I got involved in organising this one, but it's a really good one. Uh, It's a model of community funding. Basically, uh, you have the event. This particular one is going to be on Tuesday the 4th of October at Theatre Delhi Leadenhall in London. Everybody turns up. Everybody pays £5 for a ticket. And for that, you get some soup, entry to the event probably in the other order, and a vote on how the entire pool of ticket money is spent. During the event, everybody meets and enjoys each other's company, gets to know each other, gets to know what work everybody's doing, uh, finds out about new and interesting people and opportunities and things to go and see and get involved in. Everybody eats some delicious homemade soup. And four or five people pitch ideas for what to do with everybody's ticket money. If the event is at capacity, the ticket take is going to be something around 200, 250 quid. So it's for thing, it's for improvements like making a show more accessible or an experience more accessible than it would otherwise be able to be, replacing old clapped out equipment to make a show really work and not stress out the techs all of those kinds of like little things that can just enhance the experience or make something generally more for the community at the end of the event everybody who has bought a ticket votes on which of the pitches to spend the ticket money on that person gets the entire ticket take and they come back again at the next interactive soup to explain what they did with the money and how it made a difference to their practice or to their experience or to their show or whatever it was that they were or their venue, whatever it was that they were planning to spend it on. Um, And hopefully it grows and becomes something that happens on the regular. This is the first one of it's not the first community soup there's ever been but it's the first interactive soup for the interactive performance community so it's 
you know, when something's at the beginning of its life, especially a new kind of event or, or anything that you want to kind of become regular, anything that's a little bit of an experiment, something that not everybody will have heard of or, or got their head around the concept of, it's really important to kind of launch it with a bang and get anybody who might be interested involved so that it really shows that it's worth doing again. So if you consider yourself to be somebody who is in interactive performance or you know anybody who is, then come along to the event. Even if all you're coming to do is eat soup, network and vote, that's fine. Or if you want to be one of the first people to pitch for the pot, that would be exciting as well. If you've got something that you could spend 150, 200 quid on. Like I say, the event is on Tuesday the 4th of October at Theatre Delhi Leaden Hall in London. Uh, so you do need to be able to get there. And if you want to pitch, you'll need to be comfortable getting up in front of a group of people with nothing but a mic uh, and pitching for why you should get some money. It'll be a really kind of friendly, exciting, kind of uh, engaging event. Um, if you're interested, there is a website and mailing list linked in the show notes for this episode. Or you can get onto Twitter and search the hashtag interactive soup, singular, not soups, interactive soup. And you'll find various posts about it with links to said website and said mailing list. The mailing list is the best way to stay in touch about it. It'll tell you when we're taking pitches and when tickets are available. And if you can't make this first one, it'll tell you when the next one's going to be. Now, just before I go and call beginners for the next scene, I want to tell you a little bit more about Play On Podcasts. I feel like we have something of an affinity with Play On Podcasts because of our taglines. You see, they use this Shakespeare quote, if music be the food of love, play on, uh, as their kind of catchline for Play On Podcasts. And, you know, that's kind of similar to uh, the thing I say at the end of every episode, which is a bastardized version of the same quote. Now, does that make merely role players the wild child of the theatre-related podcast scene and play on podcasts the mature adult of that same scene? Some would say yes. And some would probably be right, because while what we do is mess about, improvise, roll dice, uh, and sometimes have stories where people stand on tables in primary school classrooms and fight imaginary sharks. What they do at Play On Podcasts is they reimagine the classic complete works of Shakespeare for the modern audio drama podcast form, which some might legitimately say is a more mature kind of theatre-related podcasting thing to do. But who needs to listen to them? You are an eclectic listener with incredible taste and can therefore hold in your mind and your taste both things. Imaginary sharks on the one hand, reimaginings of the bard on the other hand, reimaginings of the bard rewritten in modern English verse, Reimaginings of the Bard with actors like Trammell Tillman out of Off of Severance, who plays Edmund in their production of King Lear, which you can listen to either episodically or as one entire great big production, all as one episode in the Play On podcast's feed. All of those things are things I'm sure you will enjoy. Find the link to Play On podcasts in the show notes for this episode or just search for Play On Podcasts on whatever podcast app you're using. Now, though, please take your seats once again in the main house. The next scene of Vigil Quarry Act 2 is about to begin. We haven't seen the actual ruined abbey itself yet. We've, we've sort of seen the, the grounds around it that are being developed. So to get to the abbey uh, where Percy lives, Cam has to go kind of through the site. 
around the ruined abbey is in the middle of being converted into a nine-hole executive golf course. But construction has been put on pause uh, for various reasons. <laughs> for reasons. Absolutely. Various reasons up the corporate ladder. So there are still things like there's diggers around and other kind of construction equipment, but no people. They're all just sitting idle. The ground is partially cleared, but still partially overgrown. It's a bit of a bumpy motorbike ride the, the last few minutes as you're going through the site itself. And you sort of crest a rise and see sitting in a, in a dip in the ground the ruins of the abbey itself, which once played host to an order of silent nuns who were actually a group of witches mm-hmm. in disguise. Uh, attached to the ruin is a little caretaker's cottage uh, where you know that uh, Percy acts as live-in caretaker. Renko's yeah, also yeah. heading this way. Are um, you trying to get there at the same time? Yeah, as yeah. I'm following in my car. Right, okay. I probably, like, he'll have been able to go faster by yeah. breaking the speed limit than I would have been able to. Yeah, Cam is, Cam is a little faster and Cam can bike the whole way, whereas yeah. Renko has to park in the car park and, then and run. <laughs> run across the... So uh, Cam gets there first. Sure. Uh, get off the bike, put the helmet on the back seat. Percy, it's Cam. You there, Percy? Uh, just wanna, I think there's someone I should just have a chat with. Something odd's happening again. The door opens uh, and you come face to face with Ernie Baring. Mother <laughs> She's gone out to get supplies. Right, yeah. What are you doing here, CJ? Uh, I told you, don't call me that. Do not call me that again. I asked you a question. No, what are you doing here? He pulls open his jacket to show a, like a fresh dressing on his side, still already sort of slightly speckled with blood leaking through it. Just passing through, getting patched up. I've still got the invite. I'd pull it out and i just throw it in his face. Because that's from you, right? Oh, that Renko. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame her for your mistakes. So what are you doing here? What is the situation? Come on, tell me, because look at my face. I think whatever's happened to my friend at the cafe may have happened to me as well. Wait, wait who's, whose blood is that? Uh, the headless horseman who threw a bucket of blood at me and my friend. You shouldn't have been mocked. What, what have you been sticking your neck into? Uh, that doesn't matter, all right? What matters is that I need some help. And you, you, you have helped me in the past. And I, we don't always see eye to eye. But right now, we need some help, all right? I think my friends might be in trouble. Renko, I think you are now within sight yeah. of, the, of the cottage and can see this conversation happening on the doorstep. Do I have an option to approach without them noticing me? Absolutely, you do. In um, which case, that is what I would like to attempt to do. <laughs> okay. Cam sped through the site, single-mindedly heading to the cottage. As you're being cautious and sort of sticking behind undergrowth and and stuff like that and sort of paying attention to your surroundings you're not alone in this half overgrown half constructed area around the abbey uh if you'd like to know more than just that you're not alone (laughs) there may be a role involved do i want to know (laughs) yes i think i will roll read Read a bad bad situation. situation okay well it's still sharp so Let's find out how terrible this is. Uh, ten. Nice. You've heard other sounds of movement mm-hmm. that sound purposeful enough to not just to be, be like a bird in a bush somewhere. Yeah. Probably multiple figures moving through the undergrowth. Um, well, the question I suppose is, are there any dangers I haven't noticed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the beginning, your priority is sneak up and, mm-hmm. uh, on, the, on the cottage and not be seen. And then once you notice these other sounds, your priority kind of shifts to let's get in a position where whatever is making those sounds can't see me yeah. so that I can observe. You see moving through the undergrowth uh, a little sort of further down the ridge from you is a what looks like a humanoid figure wearing several layers of tatty, battered clothing. And you see just the suggestion of wisps of smoke 
from where its face ought to be. Mm-hmm. I think I know what this is. And I presume, and I think this is probably the question, my assumption is that it's moving in Cameron's direction. Yes. And there's a couple of other places where you, you can't get as good a look at what it is, but you can see a couple of other places in the undergrowth where there's movement and they all are converging on the cottage. Right. What's the best way to protect the victims? <laughs> Either get the... Uh, like I said, Alert them. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. my choices I think are mm-hmm. try to do harm to one on my own yeah. or just alert them to Yeah, the... it would be to let them know yeah. that they're being snuck up on. Okay, in which case I'm going to sacri- sacrifice my mission and say, like, stand up and just yell, Cam, we are under attack. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> <laughs> I spin round. I presume Ernie's also pricked his ears up at that. Yep. I look at him and say, we'll deal with this later on. Yeah. And I go and I pull out the shotgun and I throw the rifle <laughs> to Ernie mm-hmm. and say, top window, cover us. Ernie ducks back inside the, inside the cottage, takes the rifle without a word. Uh, have I drawn mm. attention to myself uh, yeah. now? Yeah. yeah, they know you're there now. Yeah, so no ambushing available. <laughs> Well, the, the, the response from the attackers when Renko yells and Cameron and Ernie arm up is uh, the one that Renko got eyes on in the sort of multiple layers of, of battered clothing stands up out of the undergrowth looking at Cam, hands up in the air and says, Parley? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're parlaying with the wrong person. <laughs> Cameron can see very clearly this is a ghoul. You know that ghouls don't have physical hands or, or faces or physical bodies within the clothing that they inhabit. But sticking up out of one sleeve of this ghoul is a roughly A6 piece of paper, a white piece of paper that catches your eye. I um, hold up the shotgun. Mm-hmm. I say, give me one good reason not to send you back to hell. And I shout really loudly, the one good reason is in his smoke hand. (laughs) (laughs) Because I come bearing gifts. An opportunity for you you to to exercise your specific specific talents. And to avoid the fate that the marks on your face have marked you for. Motherfucker. (laughs) Ernie, get your ass out here. Ernie fires from the top window. Ernie, you dick! <laughs> and you see, you see a, a puff of like cl- exploded cloth yeah. on the front of this ghoul that is talking to you. Don't listen to him, CJ. Uh, don't call me CJ. <laughs> and I hate ghouls so much. <laughs> and there's still two more ghouls, right? Yeah, there's another couple of them kind of flanking this one, but they're not moving. They're just kind of crouched in the undergrowth. And they're not being threatening and mean? No, and the other two look a bit more like your kind of standard, the ones that you met in Cold Snap, just kind of wearing like hoodies, jogging bottoms. Okay. uh, Rather than the kind of multiple layers that this other one's wearing. Okay. Ernie, if you shoot one more fucking time, (laughs) I'm going to come up there and smack you in the face. (laughs) I'm sick of you already. I've been spinning a company for five minutes. You're really annoying me so much. Just don't you, shoot again. Can you roll plus charm? <laughs> <laughs> I love Cameron's brand of charm. Uh, minus one. So that is a eight. eight. An eight. To actually put the gun down, uh, he will need a bit more, like he'll need a bit more of a concrete reason. Ernie, I'm walking forwards and I'm going near to the ghouls. Well, you know you're not very good with that rifle, and I don't want to be shot in the back. Got it? And I start walking forwards. Yeah. You, you just hear the click of him, like, uh, whatever the reverse of cocking the sure, rifle yeah, is. Sure, yeah. Uncocking. Yeah, like putting the safety on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I get to the ghouls, and I'm li- literally, like, on edge. As soon as they, if they do anything, I'm blasting yeah. the head out of them. Yeah. As you approach within arm's reach, the ghoul, with its hands up, bends in a courtly bow and holds out the paper to you. So creepy. (laughs) Other than the blood that was on Ernie's invitation, it is identical 
to Ernie's invitation. Don't touch that invitation. Too late. Oh, Took it. Uh, questions. Renko, questions? I've got some fucking questions. <laughs> yeah, I have questions. All right, Tatty Ghoul. <laughs> Not Hoodie Ghouls, piss off for now. We don't care about you. Tatty, what's the deal? And why have I been given this? And what do I have to do with it? And my, my friends is a strong term, but someone, people I know have been covered in blood. If I accept this, do I have to kill them? Is that what you're saying? Is that what, is that what you're saying, Renko? Is that a good question? It's a good question. Right. Explain. Before I shoot the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only the messenger. Oh, here we go. Oh, from who? This right, who? <laughs> from, the, from Master Trelane, Master of the Hunt. You are being offered a great opportunity not afforded to many mortals. It has come to the attention of certain beings that your quest is to rid this land of threats and things that England's subjects would rather not gaze upon. Your good work in this area has been noted. And so, you are invited. He's not wrong. I do like killing monsters. <laughs> but it seems a bit uh, painting all with the same brush, right? <laughs> Cameron's learned some life lessons <laughs> in the last several but I, months. But I do like killing monsters. <laughs> we will talk about this. If you I say uh, yes or no, is now like the binding time? Or can I give, give us a couple of days to think about it? If you choose to accept this generous invitation, mm -hmm. simply attend the muster at the chosen location. Okay. Present yourself to the master. Okay. And you will be inducted. Mm, is, there, is, there, is there a when on this? Yeah, there's no date or time on the invite. The hunt rides when it reaches full muster. Oh, I see. So people need to rock up. But time, time is running short. They are gathering. Okay. You know the things that I hate the most, Mr. Ghoul? I know very well. Mm. I'm going to give you three seconds to run away before I lose all willingness to be nice. You are gracious indeed. One. I look forward to together. Three. And they fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, let's have a look. I pass it over, and I've got the one for Ernie as well. And they appear to be identical. Other than the small scattering of blood in, on Ernie's, yeah, the uh, invitations are identical. He did say that if I join it, then I won't be hunted, which is a good thing. That is a good thing. And having an inside person could be helpful in trying to work out how to end this madness. Mm, exactly. I would like to connect the dots mm. by spending one of my tokens. Ooh, lovely. And I would like to know what does the monster want from this person, Cameron? Oh, okay. So the face value thing is, is actually true as far as you can work out. You, you can kind of decide yeah. exactly what threads Renko is pulling together to form these conclusions. But... It seems that Cam's actions in the past have been noticed by the supernatural hunt mm. and they are seeking him out to join the hunt. And so that is true. However, there is a potential other dimension to it, which I guess you could probably deduce from sort of Ernie's hostility to that conversation yes. happening. There is an Ernie connection. That's what I'm wondering. It, it's almost like he's maybe a replacement. For that's Ernie. what I was wondering, is if uh, Ernie not participating has meant... This invitation feels like it's being delivered later than the other one, so I wondered if it yeah. was... Uh, and yeah. you, you can sort of draw in together with the fact that um, Ernie was given an invitation and then says that he was wounded by the hounds. Yeah. That maybe he did not accept the invitation and they weren't happy about yeah. that. And so inviting Cameron to join is both a replacement hunter, and also another way to punish Ernie. Yeah, because they need an, uh, the right number to be able to do I the hunt. Yeah. Ernie, we've got some questions. Figured you might. Come inside. 
Right, so I have started the telephone tree and um, Activate. The, the others are all going into their hideouts or wherever it is they can go. I'm not risking anyone else getting marked and we're, we're going to have to solve that between the, you and I. Mm-hmm. Great plan. So having felt sorry for themselves for long enough, <laughs> Briar has decided that uh, it's probably best to take action considering they've got to save their own skin. Um, so while Telephone Tree is going on, Briar is going to attempt their own version of said Telephone Tree and is kind of is locked the door and is potting around and getting little food and uh, candles and stuff and making a little offering. And I would like to use magic to... Uh, summon a monster into the world oh, oh, um, oh, oh, and I would like to invite one of the uh, a seedy fae that maybe he uh-huh. knows the name of to basically <laughs> what the fucking how do I get this stuff off me? why are you not doing this <laughs> to oh a fae um, and okay. see if I can find out more about this the hunt and uh, such you can do that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to uh, make up a Seely Fay that Briar has knowledge of, or do you want to use? You have been given two names, and names have power. Mm. You want to use one of those? Um, which names have I been given? Is the Trelane, Trelane, yeah, who is the master, yeah, and Sharrock, who is the huntsman. Um... I don't know how much anybody knows about uh, hunting. <laughs> But the the master is in charge of the hunters and the huntsman is in charge of the hounds, broadly speaking. Right. No, I'd rather not involve them. (laughs) (laughs) Having got all the blood on me, that seems uh, bad. So I think it will be a lower level CD Fay that maybe Briar knows they're kind of they're there. There's there's a connection between the otherworldly Fay and the mortal realm Fay, isn't there? So it will just be Somebody that um, that's known to them. Nice um, informant. Lovely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But because that, it's not going to be anyone high up in the hierarchy of, of this, mm-hmm. because I don't think they would probably lower themselves to talk to little local forest guardians. All right. So I'll give it a go. Yeah. So roll to use magic plus weird. Yes. Here we go. Uh, so that's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hey. It works. There are no glitches. Yes. Which I think in this case means that uh, it works. You get the person that you were trying to get <laughs> and they don't hate you. Yay! <laughs> what a result. That you haven't annoyed them. <laughs> yes. Do you want to tell us who, who this person is and what their name is? Um, what, what, what form of fay they might be? Yeah, maybe a sort of a like a lesser courtier. Mm-hmm. Let's say, yeah, well, yeah, let's bring elves in. Yeah, because we haven't had elves yet. A, yeah, elf or a nymph would be nymphs probably fit the bill as well. Yeah, all right, let's go nymph then because mm-hmm. that's kind of, I guess they're lower down the hierarchy, and that probably. sounds more um, more like akin. a more like a courtier. Yeah, yeah. and so it seems like closer in terms of sort of fay mm-hmm. as Briar yeah. is in the in the kind of woodland realm. Okay. So I say that this is a water nymph who is like a water bearer to the, the Seelie court. Okay, yes, that sounds good. And their name will be... Oh, I'm so bad at <laughs> that. The word that comes to mind is... It I, I, needs to be water-based. I was thinking <laughs> brook, which yeah. sort of sounds both watery but also a bit like a like a valley girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she does seem well, like yeah, she would be brook. a basic bitch. Let's go with brook, yes. Yeah. It's like totally amazing. <laughs> it's so good to see you again. As Brooke is a water nymph, I uh, will do all of the um, uh, the ritual stuff. Uh, and in the middle of the ritual stuff, I'm just going to go and get a large pot from thing and fill it with water and pop it in the middle. And as the ritual continues, the water just kind of bubbles and will eventually uh, erupt and uh, probably water all over Melody's <laughs> shop uh, and a water nymph will be will be there. I feel like it's good if the phone tree is finished and, and Melody comes back into the shop just as this ritual completes <laughs> and water goes everywhere, if that works for you. Yeah. What? Uh, Melody, this is Brooke. Brooke, this is Melody. Uh, hi. Uh, Briar what? I'm busy. Look I've at got... me. 
Look at my face. <laughs> Look at what is on my face. Use your imagination. Look, I know you're I know you're wild out in the woods and everything, but you you could wash every now and then. Try try tr- look at her try spray me with water. See what happens. Go on. She does. She she sprays you both liberally with water like her ha- her arm turns into a fire hose effectively and just sprays both of you. Oh, it's not coming off. Yeah, and a big headless guy chucked it on us. What would you want me to do about it? I don't want you to do about it. Well, obviously you can't wash it off, which I was kind of maybe hoping you'd be able to. <laughs> but more importantly, we've been marked from the hunt. You know what you lot are and or what the, this hunt is about. How does how do you not be hunted? What uh, do you know? Roll investigate mystery. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, I'm, I'm zero sharp. That could happen. <laughs> Or oh, I could fail. Melody's in a position to help. Um, if you'd like to try that. I can help out. Um, my call is zero as well. That's no, alright. I'm going to use luck. Which for the monstrous means your monster side gains power. Mm-hmm. Your curse may be temporarily stronger. Or another disadvantage of your breed may manifest. Yes. Uh, but you have succeeded on the roll. Mm-hmm. Which means you get to ask, I believe, two questions from the investi- investigator mystery list. Uh, yeah, what can what can hurt it? In in, in which case, how, how? Yeah, it, like what? How can I prevent this from happening to me? <laughs> yeah, that's the real yeah. question. What have I got to do not to end up being torn apart from wild dogs? How do I? How do I? How do I hurt this hunt? How do I cause this hunt pain? Well, the hunt can't ride unless it's got like quarry to hunt, and the the outrider, like the guy that did. The, the the splashing on yeah. you uh, is the one that does all of the marking and uh, if he dies then all the blood will come off so they'll have nothing to hunt then so you could just you could just kill him also, but also they're just the hunters just people it's just fey type people mm. so you know you could just go and talk to them and see if they'll just not hunt <laughs> might be a, might be a tough sell though <laughs> yeah yeah I reckon that's uh, last resort. And also, what can we expect from this? What are we going to have... If it does hunt us, ha- how? Oh, well, if they do ride... Yeah. Oh, I've never seen it, but I've heard stories. When when the hunt rides at full muster and they've got quarry to hunt and they're all single-minded in their pursuit of that quarry, they can ride through the air and nothing can separate them from their quarry. The hounds will always know where, where it is. Been Vigil, a main house production from Merely Role Players. It stars Helen Stratton as Melody, Chris Starkey as Cameron Jarvis, Vicky as Renko, and Strat as Briar. Sound design for this production is by Helen Stratton, and the theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst. I'm Matt Boothman, and I play the supporting cast, as well as editing and producing the episode. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Roleplayers is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on! If you think you're coming in my cafe as a basset hound, <laughs> walking through the wall, expecting me to give you a wash as a dog, but nothing coming. <laughs>